Good morning. Today is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopia News. And here's what's happening in the news today. The special election race for District 1 to replace Lydia Edwards faced some controversy yesterday when old social media posts from both candidates were dug up, which used racist and homophobic language. For Gabriella Coletta, old Facebook posts emerged where she used the N-word and homophobic language when talking to her friends. And once these came to light, she apologized for the language, talked about how embarrassed she was. And Tanya Del Rio, the other candidate in this race, released a statement which called Coletta's language in the past hurtful to the black community and the LGBTQ community. However, that didn't last long as social media posts from Tanya Del Rio then emerged, when old Facebook comments of hers using homophobic and racist language when talking to her friends. And I believe both Gabriella and Tanya were teenagers when they were messaging their friends this. And I am hoping that the lesson people take from this is to have a little empathy and humility in realizing that everyone has used language, especially with their friends when they were younger, that of course they would never use in public when they're older. And the digging up of these messages as people whose main method of communication was the internet is just silly. It doesn't reveal anything about the candidates. It means nothing. And we should be encouraging growth from one another, not using it to feign outrage and shock to score political points or to make yourself seem more virtuous. The Boston City Council will be holding hearings on the vaccine mandate as pressure from anti-vaxxers has continued. The effort to lead these hearings are from two of the most conservative members of the Boston City Council, at-large city councilor Aaron Murphy was the one who introduced it, stating that the mandate for COVID-19 vaccination is requiring a condition of work that is not in the contract. And of course, Frank Baker jumping in, saying that the Wu administration strategy was to, and I quote, roll that agreement up and throw that in the trash. Probably don't need to point out to people that the contract the city signed with these unions was before a global pandemic occurred, could not have envisioned the public health measures that would be necessary in the middle of a novel coronavirus. So of course, would not be stated in the contract and that the Wu administration has met with and attempted to work with these police unions who simply do not want the public health measure of a vaccine mandate, period. Saying all that, more than fine with hearings. I support both unilateral actions during a public health crisis, especially when those actions are in the benefit of public health, more in support of having hearings to look into it. You can do both. The Massachusetts legislature has decided to effectively kill a bill that would end the state's decades-old happy hour ban. It was currently sitting in the Committee for Consumer Protection and Professional Licensure, and they decided to send the bill to study, which again is always code for kill the bill. Massachusetts banned happy hours in 1984. I believe one 
caught up in a nationwide movement to change the drinking age from 18 to 21 to curb drunk driving accidents. And I believe here in Massachusetts, there was a drunk driving fatality, which people linked that the driver was at a happy hour before getting behind their vehicle. I completely support bringing back happy hour. If there is evidence out there or some studies that people say I should look at, more than happy to do so. But I want cheaper drinks during happy hour. So I'm going to need some more data to change my mind. The MBTA has began test trains on the new Green Line extension, which will link between North Station and Union Square. This is years in the process if not decades after the state first promised to extend the Green Line, all as part of environmental mitigation because of the Big Dig, which greatly increased car access and highways and carbon emissions into the surrounding area of Boston and within Boston. And according to MBTA General Manager Steve Poftak, they are on pace finally to be ready for service in March. There will be a new Leachmere Station in Cambridge that heads towards Somerville, and a new Union Square Station as well. And this is the first new subway branch to open in Boston since the year I was born, 1987, and comes to a total of $2.3 billion. A week or so ago, neo-Nazis were targeting doctors at Brigham and Women's Hospital doing what looks like an embarrassing standout of white men with black jackets and khaki pants holding a banner that says, Brigham and Women Hospital kills whites. This protest took place on January 22nd, where they held out flyers naming two doctors that are leading anti-racist policy changes within the hospital after decades of data have shown that black patients receive different treatment than white patients. The most recent study showing that the difference between when a white patient and a black or Latino patient comes to the hospital with heart failure, the white patients statistically are more likely to be sent to the cardiology unit, whereas black and Latino patients are statistically more likely to be sent to the general medicine unit. Now, the fact that neo-Nazis are willing to begin coming out in public, targeting doctors like this, is 100% a cause of concern, as white supremacy, eco-fascism, and Nazism is on the rise across the United States, including here in Massachusetts. That's going to do it for today's episode. I promise, I promise, I promise, I'm going to do a council episode soon. This Omicron variant messed with my big return in January, as I'm sure it did with many people's plans. And so, I hope you're all doing well. Take care, and as always, have a great rest of your day.